I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. to the football drop podcast Hello. how are we doing i'm very well thank you how are you yeah not too bad mate not too bad well i say not too bad i thought absolute shit yeah you're sick mate salisbury this week oh mate i've taken over from you and i light-headed feeling sick like, no, you just want yeah. to be me literally everything i do you just want to be me i get a samsung literally watch. you get a samsung watch I get grey tiles on my wall, you get grey tiles on your wall. I'm sick, you're sick. Yeah. Anything else? There's loads, I just can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I thought the list seemed a little bit light from your normal bullshit that you I moved out. house, you moved house. I got a new phone, yeah. you got a new phone. I got a wireless charger, you got a wireless charger. Fucking hell, you spat so much shit. Here we go, I keep do. going. How are you? How are you feeling though? <laughs> Rough, mate. Really, really rough. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the vid. I don't know what it is. Oh, have you taken the test? It can, it can fuck up. Nah, I haven't got any. And even if I did have some, right? Now I'm not saying this is what I think. But what, what do I do if I have got it? Like, what does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't really. I mean, you should so, probably try and work from home where possible. So you're not spreading it as much. But it's oh, mate, just the same I, I, as a yeah. cold, isn't it? Really. Well, what well, is nowadays for sure? Exactly. So what do I do? Um, just stay at home, mate. Stay at home, record some podcasts, and enjoy yourself. Sure thing. Sure thing, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> That's exactly what I think <laughs> you should do. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I called you Batman. I don't. I don't know what's happening. Because you are the Robin to my Batman. Yeah. Thanks. 
Why do I have to be Robin? Why can't I be Batman? Because you called me Batman, so you knew your place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't forced any of this. This is literally all on you. And then you moan about what you're saying. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been a long day. Um, <clears throat> how are you? More importantly, how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there, mate. Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Just count down a days to my specialist appointment on Thursday. Oh, is that Thursday? Yeah. Okay. Is that with the bum clinic? No, it's the ear, mouth and throat surgeon. Oh, uh, a surgeon? Yeah, he's a surgeon and a consultant. He's like Sam, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you seeing a surgeon? Are you having surgery? No, he's, he's just a consultant doctor person. He's not a surgeon. I was going to say... Is this another fucking thing that you've not told me that you're now having surgery? Oh, here we go. He's going on again, isn't he? You really were upset by the, that, wasn't you? There was the jumper, then there was the engagement party, and now you're having surgery and I don't even know about it. Mate, you was there at the engagement. I told you, and I didn't tell Laura. You should feel honoured. You to be fair. You were getting engaged like six months ago. Yeah. Well, hopefully get engaged. I couldn't guarantee she'd say yes, but... I had a sneaking suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. I can know. God, can you imagine if she'd have said no? I'd have had that on camera. That I couldn't bring that out straight away, could I? I'd have to wait a bit before yeah. ripping you on that one if she said no. Oh, yeah. I think I would have just jumped into the sea then at that point and swam over, <laughs> grabbed your phone and thrown it into the sea just to make sure there was no evidence of that. Because <laughs> I couldn't lift that it, down. I couldn't lift that down. <laughs> All right, I'll back every other picture up apart from that one. Yeah. By the time you got over, you was fucking going viral. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, you do move quickly. Soldier's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, I must say, she's been an absolute diamond looking after me. Oh, she's uh, she's, she's been Sympathetic Selge. Sympathetic Selge, is that the new name? That's the new name, Sympathetic Selge, yeah. Nice. It's been 24 hours. And, uh, she's she's not got angry at me. Not yet. Still time. Not yet. Still time. Still early. She's doing better than she normally does. Some um, may say yeah. she's lasted twenty three hours more than most people. Some may say Some may that. Say. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Despite despite my whimpers and like, <laughs> oh, I feel so ill. She's oh, been. You're she's not been doing really that, are you? Yeah, mate, honestly, I felt so bad. To be fair, you've got the, to do that, the yeah. selfie you, you sent this morning did look rough. Cheers. Yeah, I mean that in the nicest way, but yeah, you look like death. Thank you. Yeah, but you're looking better now. Well done, good job. Good job. Cheers, mate. Um, we need Anything to mention some news. news. We, yes, I was about cool. good. Well done, great minds think alike. Um, we missed out on a bit of uh, big news last week. Wayne Rooney oh, yeah. is now taken over as head coach of Birmingham City. Oh. Yeah. That's a weird move. I don't understand it. Why? Because Birmingham are flying. For Birmingham. No, Birmingham are flying Why? at the moment. They're sixth. They finished 17th last season. They're now sixth in the league at the moment. So they sack their manager and get Wayne Rooney in, who's unproven at that level. He's going to take them to the Premiership next season. No, he said that. No, he is going to win the Champions League within three years, basically. Premier League next season, then into the Champions League, then three years, won it. What, with Birmingham or someone else? No, with Birmingham. 
how the hell have you worked that one out? Uh, don't know, but Paul's just creamed his pants. What, is Bellingham coming back? Bellingham's back. Unretiring the shirt. Unretired the shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we've said this before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, we are too funny. Too NSYNC, funny. Mate. NSYNC, Justin Timberlake all the way. Yeah, boy. You know it. You know it. Um, we've got a, a special episode this week. We have got a special episode this this week. This week, like today, right now, coming today, up in the next now. the next part. Um, have you ever heard of Man vs. Fat? Ooh, uh, yes, but go on, tell me more because I've never heard of it. Well, it's a nice um, it's a nice way for men to get together, play football, and lose weight. Make it competitive, make it exciting, make it a bit of a challenge. Um, they're set up all around the UK. It seems to be popping up at every sort of five-a-side, six-a-side league at the moment. Um, growing, it seems to be week on week at the moment. Um, so we have the man who runs it all on a day-to-day, the entire UK operation. So he will be joining us a little bit uh, later on in the show um, and tell us all about it, really, which is going to be quite exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. What are you laughing at? <laughs> and he'll be... Uh joining us later in the show. <laughs> like you was on fucking primetime radio. Mate, you want a podcast that no one likes? Fucking sort yourself out. Um, I'd like to point out, we are going massive in America now. We are, mate. We're Parts on live radio. Street radio are smashing it. Our viewers have gone up like, by five or six. It's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, incredible. They're loving the Knocked out of the park, mate. Doing well, mate. Doing really, really well. Uh, but no, yes, in all in all seriousness, we've got Richard Crick coming up next. We have, we have. So, should we take a quick break and then we'll get him on? Or we could just get him on now because no one will know because it's oh, just yeah. a podcast and we can edit it. So, let's just get him on, yeah? Let's get Here him on. Hi, guys. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter so you don't miss a thing. How could you? Instagram is at football drop podcast. Twitter is at football drop pod. Thanks, Will, for that. Or just search us on Facebook, football drop podcast. So we've got Richard Crick here, uh, who is from Man uh, Man V Fat. Um, I'll just let you introduce yourself, Richard, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, good to meet you, chaps. Yeah, so my name is Richard Crick. Uh, I head up Man V Fat football here across the UK. Perfect. Thank you for coming on today. Uh, really appreciate it. I know it's quite last minute as well. Um, so well. I was like, oh, are you, uh, are you about at all? Um, so I no, really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you. Um, so just for the, the listener side of things, um, before we go into the whole man v fat side of things, tell us a little bit about yourself and what team you support, how you kind of got into the football side of things and, and everything from there, if you can. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'm, not, I'm a football fanatic, much to my uh, other half's great upset. Uh, watch football, play football, work in football, um, addicted to football manager. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a number of themes, a uh, number of themes. But I, uh, for my sins, I'm a Colchester United season ticket holder, um, which is a particularly painful experience at the moment. We got drummed 5-0 at the weekend by Forrest Green, who... Hadn't won since March at home, I think, and haven't won uh, this this season. Yeah, so 
um, a few sort of spats going on at the at the club and things. I think so. Yeah, it's been a, been an interesting time there. Um, <laughs> I do try and get along to the Arsenal as well occasionally. So I was, I was fortunate enough to have a ticket for the City game a few weeks ago. Um, so that was that was an enjoyable experience as well. Amazing. Uh, yeah, play Sunday league football, and as I say, yeah, uh, head up the team here at Manby Fat Football. Lovely. What position do you play? Uh, so naturally, I'm a winger. Although I have found that in my uh, in my recent aging years, I've I found myself playing a few games at fullback and and the odd game at wing back, which is uh, quite painful for a man of 37 years old. <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, I'll, I'll give it a good go. Embrace it. Will is very familiar with that that I sort of receding familiar. line. <laughs> I was only saying this the other day. Yeah, when you're playing Sunday League and there's there's guys who are like a 17, 18, and you're like, oh, do I, do I want to go and play vets football yet? Oh, I, I <laughs> yeah. You need to give them about five yards and then start running before they do. Do you know what? So so pace is about the only thing that I've got in my game, and, and, and somehow I've been blessed with keeping it up until now. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm holding on to that. But yeah, the day that goes is probably the day that I, uh, I I step into vets or uh, or go back to small-sided stuff. Yeah, yeah, can't say I blame you on that one. <laughs> um, before we get into it, you said that you went to the Arsenal game a few weeks ago. So I unfortunately was ill, so I couldn't watch it. We'll watch bits of it and say it's like parts of the game, but everyone's been sort of slating it, saying, oh, it's a bit of a boring game, blah, blah, blah. Now, Will said the atmosphere seemed amazing on TV. What was it actually like there? Do you know what? It was good. But I would wouldn't say amazing. I have to say. Um, okay. it, I mean, there's, there's no doubt that at the Emirates now it is so much of a, a sweeter yeah. place than it was a couple of seasons ago. You know, and, and everyone's moving in the same direction. Um, mm. You know, there's, there's you know even stuff like playing North London Forever at the beginning and stuff is 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 getting the crowd up and it's you know it feels like it's a, a positive place to go. Um, but the game itself, you could tell that there was just a number of tactics that both managers had put in and they you know, categorically told the keeper, for example, like, don't play it out until you're pushed. And the striker had obviously been told, don't, don't push him, you know, and, and you could just see the standoff. And there was times oh, okay. where for sort of 10, 15 seconds, almost the crowd was ready to boo because it was just like, well, you know, it's, it's a bit of, a, a bit of a like, uh, who's going who's gonna to budge first? Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, last-minute goal is, is always going to make a day out, right? And, I mean, being totally honest, a draw against City after, I think, probably 14 losses in the league back-to-back <laughs> is probably a result you'd have taken. So, to, to get 1-0, uh, yeah, was uh, was quite something. Uh, interesting. Interesting, yeah, because all the pundits, they were absolutely slating it. So, oh, it's one of the worst games of football ever. Like, it's well-deserved win, but it was a real boring game, but... It's just nice to see someone's actually there. Just, just the fact that you, you sort of said it. I was like, I've got to pounce on this. I've got to ask. <laughs> um, but no, so let's let's talk about uh, a little bit about your kind of career and your background then. Because I was uh, stalking your LinkedIn a little bit. Um, so obviously, <laughs> outside of Man V Fat, you're also co-owner of Stadium Hoppers and Runner Day. Is that still, yeah, so, still there? So both things, do you know what? Both things stopped. One, funnily enough, uh, stopped during covid and to launch the other one and then just the day job has has become too busy really so both things are sort of um were, were sort of background sidelines really things i was i was passionate about and, and doing with friends um but stadium hoppers was something that we did for six or seven years and took me to some absolutely amazing places um we visited 
Tromso as part of that. So Tromso is the most northerly, uh, Tromso IL are the most northerly premier, uh, northerly professional football team in the world. They had Morton Gamps Pedersen as their captain when we went to see them. Um, oh, wow. And the club was so, so welcoming. Uh, so they sorted us out tickets. We played a match on the stadium after their game against Rosenborg in the league. Um, and we went and watched them train, interviewed Morton Gamster the next day as well. Um, so, yeah, that was fantastic. But that, that was almost like a... So Stadium Hoppers was basically a football scratch map. So you would have the 92 stadiums in the UK all illustrated on a giant map. And then when you went to visit one of those stadiums, you would just quite simply scratch it off. And that was your way of tracking doing the 92. Oh, um, so, yeah, so we, we literally came up with the idea. Um, my friend and I, uh, he's a sports photographer by background. So he gets around to a lot of the grounds and stuff. And he's a, a complete stadium nerd. He knows so much more than I do in that, <laughs> in that world. Uh, so he was he was sort of like the stadium brains. I was more of the, the business side of things and partnership side of things. But um yeah, it did really well. It acted as a really good um, gift at Christmas. And we, we met some incredible people. We ended up working with a number of clubs. We got invited along to celebrity football match days. Um, we, as I say, visited Tromso. We visited Ghent. We visited um, quite a few stadiums in the US as well. So, yeah, it was Amazing. a really, really interesting uh, thing to do. And, and to be honest, I mean, both of us miss it. So it, it may well come back. But um the, the socials are still active. We've still got 7,000 followers on Twitter, 20,000 followers on Instagram. So, um, yeah, check it out. Have a look. As I say, we, we still yeah. post from time and, um, yeah, got to do some amazing things to it. God, that's... Uh, honestly, it feels like living a sort of football fan. It's like fantasy, that. Just getting to go to all the grounds. Like, we've said it before on this podcast so many times. We want to go to more games. But, like, the you know, the, the day job, you know, interacts with, the, with things. Will's got a little in as well. I say little in, he's, what, eight now? Not exactly a little one, but soon it'll be right. Yeah, well, he's yeah. just got into football as well, isn't he, your boy? He has, yeah. He wants to be a goalkeeper now. So. Have you picked a team yet? He's a gooner. Good lad. I don't yeah. think he had much choice in that, to be honest, did he? He's no <laughs> a Been told. <clears throat> but, car, oh, that sounds, uh, sounds I mean, the, cool, though. The, the, the stadiums you can go to, I mean, I mean, there's, there's obviously stuff like. Um, you know, Fulham in the Premier League, Craven Cottage, absolutely incredible ground to visit. If you haven't been there, that's definitely it's one. Bad. It is cool. Um, but even some of the real sort of um, what sort of what's the what's the term? The sort of sawdust style stadiums, like the ones that are, are dated back. I mean, I think I went to um, it was Hereford just before that got closed down, and and stadiums like that. I think it was I think it was the old Hive, maybe. Yeah. The, just some incredible, incredible stadiums that are out there that are, you know, Luke Kenworth Road before even the, the slight redevelopment stuff that they've gone. You know, people are now seeing in the Premier League that EFL fans were very used to walking through a knocked in terraced house to um, <laughs> walk through two people's gardens. Uh, literally, the metal, the iron steps go over two people's gardens into yeah. uh, the stand and things. You know, there's, there's some incredible places you can go. Yeah, since they got promoted, that's the one thing that you've seen that she plastered over every social media, like every sports media out there. It's always posting the same picture. I'm just like, I need to go and see this. So 100% I want to try and get tickets, hopefully before the end of the season. Cause I'm well, not... they're moving, aren't they, at the end of the season, I think. So they'll be in the new stadium, I think, next season. So. Oh, is it next season, is it? Oh. Yeah, I believe so, okay. yeah, because they, they were quite aggrieved because they've had to have spent million million pounds on doing up the ground. It's... 
to, to only throw it away next season when they... Oh, I didn't realise that. I thought it was a few. ...will be at a different stadium, so yeah. yeah. So there we go. Well, we've got to get there before the end of the season, mate. Got to go and see yeah, that. Yeah, well, I have been to Kenilworth Road and, yeah, I did, I did enjoy the atmosphere. Oh. Um, Just me. I'll go on my own. Um, That's fine. Ticket but for yeah, one. I, do, I, would, I would like... I, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not turning you down, mate. It's a date. Goodison, Goodison's the other one as well. I think Goodison is. Um, I think that Everton are moving next season as well. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Bradley Moore Dockers now, I think. Yeah. yeah be, it looks a beautiful stadium for the plans of that as well. Yeah. So, yeah but then they they, they all look very glamorous on the plans, don't they? And it's it's. I think it's that bringing it to life type thing. I mean, as a as a Colchester fan who spent years going to Layer Road, you know, twenty years odd going to Layer Road. Which was, you know, you could you could literally tap the players on the back as they went to take a throw in, oh, um, wow. and that atmosphere was absolutely electric, and everyone was, you know, battering the the advertising boards and that type of thing. Everyone was excited about going to what is now the JobServe Stadium, and you know, it's it basically a, a giant carbon copy of I think it's Bournemouth actually. I think Bournemouth and Colchester have got exactly the same stadiums when they were built, almost ten thousand seaters, but obviously Bournemouth have, have done bits and pieces to them mm. uh, to their their ground. But it's just very soulless. Do you know what I mean? There's there's it, it's not full, it's in the middle of a well, it has been in the middle of a field. Now there's a retail park opening very soon, but it just doesn't feel like the you know, the Rico Arena is another great example of a stadium that feels soulless in comparison to what Highfield Road was like, for example, that real football yeah. experience. Yeah. Similar to West Ham, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the West Ham's such a shame. Because obviously the bowling ground had such an atmosphere, didn't it, prior and obviously moving it's just it's like the Emirates it was dead for the first 10-15 years wasn't it do you know what though the the, the new Olympic Stadium is an interesting one I was lucky enough to go there during the, the 2012 Paralympics and, and went down to see some of the stuff going on there and I mean it was a great athletics stadium um, but actually the stuff they've done behind the goals is specifically is, is really sort of um, you know you can get a good atmosphere down there I think it's more if you're up in the gods um, I don't know if you saw the, the the piece that went viral the first couple of weeks in where they'd actually given people ticket numbers and seat numbers, but they hadn't actually built the seats yet. So there was people who were <laughs> oh, really? at the top of the air. Oh, this was, it was incredible. You've oh, got to find that. it online. They, people were looking at their ticket number and the seats just hadn't been put there yet. So there was just these concrete blocks oh, and people God. were just sat on the concrete blocks. It was, it was golden. What Absolutely a disaster. Golden. Absolute Sick. disaster. I'm surprised that I didn't see that because that's something like that you'd normally get quite a lot of coverage. Yeah. So yeah, I must have just probably just in my memory somewhere and just uh, yeah, just bypassed that. It wasn't my club, so I didn't click it, sort of thing. <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> um, okay, so I mean that that sounds pretty cool. I mean, you clearly obviously know your knowledge about the the football grounds as well. Yeah, tons more than what uh, what we and I know. Um, so how did the the whole sort of Man V Fat come about then? Yeah, so, I mean, Man V Fat is 10 years old this year, uh, or in 2024. So um, we're just about to go into to our 10th year, which is really exciting. We've got a number of, of bits and pieces sort of lined up for that. Um, Man V Fat was actually um, conceived, I suppose, as such by uh, by a food critic and journalist called Andrew Shanahan, or Shan, as, as many of us know him. Um Effectively, uh, he was going out as a food critic, getting very well fed at local <laughs> restaurants, uh, putting on a fair bit of timber, 
and uh, and then he sort of after a, a while of this he decided that actually he wanted to, to shed a few pounds so uh, he went to a, a sort of a more traditional slimming type class that you would often get in in your community you know weight watchers type style thing mm. um found that he was he was li quite literally the only man there uh, and that week they were talking about star week and how your body may fluctuate at a very special time of the month uh, and he he figured that that definitely wasn't for him um and so he, he basically decided right I, I can't be dealing with this um i've, I've got to do something about it so he, he set up man be fat originally as a as an online um web forum um and he also wrote something called man be fat the weight loss manual so um and the idea was to start to engage guys because only still today even 10 years on only 15 percent of those who receive weight loss support in the uk are male despite the fact that actually excess weight is carried almost almost exactly the same by men and women across the, the wider population so um he knew there was a need there and um and he sort of came up with the man be fat concept um a couple of years in people like myself were saying look you know the brand is great but actually to support as many men as possible you need to to enter almost like the public health world how do we get this out to the masses um how do you get anything out with a to, to a mass of middle-aged and, and younger men Football. football. Um, <laughs> and the, the concept of man be fat football was born, um, and the idea was that it wouldn't just be a uh, football league for overweight guys. There would actually be a, a more of a concept behind it, and, and we would look at almost like the behaviour change elements to get guys to change their for, to to basically adapt adopt healthier behaviours. So. Um, we call Man Be Fat the league where losers win. Uh, the whole reason for that is is that guys will effectively play a game of football against each other. Um, the guys would sign up individually, so they have to be over 18, have a BMI of 27.5 or above, and be male. Um, when you sign up via the website, manbefatfootball.org, you effectively pick which club you would like to go and play at. So we've got 150 Man Be Fat Football clubs up and down the UK. Uh, some of them are with uh, in partnership with EFL and Premier League clubs. So we work with uh, the Newcastle United Foundation, for example. We work with Exeter City. We work with Cambridge United. So um, we work with a, a huge number of, of pro football clubs. And effectively, the guys are, as I say, put into that six-a-side team. But prior to their game, they would weigh in as a team. And for every two guys who lose weight, they get an additional goal on the pitch. So, um, oh, for example, Will, if, if you're playing Ben's team, uh, as an example, and six of your guys lose weight and none of Ben's guys lose weight this this week, um, and then Ben does you 2-0 on the pitch, you will come off the pitch. The next day you look at the league table and actually, Will, your team's beaten Ben's team 3-2 overall because your guys took the weight loss seriously and Ben's didn't. Um, yeah, perfect. And, yeah, that's that's really the the sort of concept. We have a number of different bonus goals for things like five percent weight loss, ten percent weight loss, um, hat tricks, so three weeks consecutive weight loss, um, and uh, and also for tracking, so keeping an eye on your food and activity diary, showing that to your man be fat coach so that they can can look at where you can make some changes and things. But yeah, that effectively is the is the concept, um, and we started that seven years ago in Fox Hollies as one club of uh, of sort of sixty guys. And we're now uh, 8,000 men playing man fat football across the UK every single week. 8,000? That's, That's fantastic. Amazing. So the, the co so you've got coaches there who will, will is like uh, fitness dietitians, are they? Or 
So do you know what? When we when we started out, the vast majority of the workforce were uh, dietitians, nutritionalists, PTs, guys that were passionate. Um, you know, even the odd football coach with some sort of fitness background. Um, now about 50% of the workforce is actually uh, former Man BFAP members who have gone through the program, who have had lived experience of, of obesity, losing weight, going through Man BFAP football, and then wanting to support other men. Um, and obviously they act as, a, as an inspiration for, for other guys. Um, we have an assistant coaches program as well, where guys get a complimentary membership once that they've um, lost a significant amount of weight and want to assist the coach in the delivery each week. And we're often finding that they're sort of our coaches of tomorrow as well. So, yeah, having a having a, a sort of a mixed workforce of people like myself who have come in from more of a public health, community sport type background, but also, you know, even those who, who work at Manby for HQ with myself. So um, probably three or four of the team have, have graduated from the football leagues, gone on to be Manby Fat coaches and then actually ended up as, as regional managers or working in our player support team. So, um, yeah, we've got a real nice mix, really, of, of those who are from that professional background and from, from the Manby Fat community itself. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So you've got you've got people who are who are there to, to try and lose weight and then you've almost got the people who there who have either done it or they they know how to do it or they, well, they, they all definitely know how to do it um and it's just one of those safe spaces that people can go and talk about weight openly and have fun and play football at the same time yeah and you know what the the weight is very much at the heart of everything we do you know so um we we do a number of things at manby fat football to make sure that actually you can't it's not a league for overweight guys. It's a league for overweight men who want to make changes. You know, you can go and play six-a-side football anywhere, and I think it's really important that we preserve that that behaviour change element of what we do. So we do things like drafts every three seasons so that we don't create super teams of guys who have all lost weight and then some of the other guys who are struggling both on the pitch and off the pitch, we try and mix those guys up. Mm. Um, often the guys who are the biggest losers will go on to be captains, for example. Um also, when guys get to their goal weight or get to a healthy BMI, um, we don't throw them off the program. So they, they enter into a different scoring system. So we have a maintenance scoring system so that effectively, um, because a lot of those guys still want that accountability of being able to support their teammates. They still want that accountability of stepping on the scales each week. Um, and it, it really is a community. You know, it's a space where a lot of guys will talk about things that they just wouldn't with even with childhood mates or down the pub, you know, real life mental health struggles. We've just um, released a video a few weeks ago on our YouTube channel, um, talking to four guys from our Scottish Man B Fat Clubs. And actually two of those um, made attempts at taking their own life and actually then talked about mm -hmm. how actually being part of a community like Man B Fat has started to give them a, a newfound purpose, a newfound friends group, um, and has sort of really battled the, some of their struggles with social isolation. So. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we, we often used a, a, a tagline of more than football and it, it, it really is, you know, the guys are a, a really welcoming community, whichever club you go to. Yeah, I think that's the key thing, as you said, like the community side of things and the accountability side, because um, you guys are actually in, at our local club in Margate, uh, that's where I saw them about yes. six, maybe six months ago. I think it's the first time I actually saw it, just because we were playing an hour earlier than normal. So I saw it and, and kind of had a look into it as if to say, like, well, you know, what's it all about? Like, cause I've never seen the branding or anything like that. And it was just, it was when I was, oh, that, that looks quite cool. It looks quite interesting. Like, we've got our own sort of league and things that we play. And to be fair, some of the lads there have lost, you know, a significant amount of weight just in a complete random group. I think there's, there's probably two or three of us that were friends that, 
invited a couple of mates and then just get a couple more mates in and I, I assume it's very similar with the, the man v fat thing yeah, you just get a few more randomers in and you meet people and then you, you obviously get that connection going and, and as you said that community together then before you know it you've got two, three, four teams of people that you're playing regularly and, and bits and pieces like that I suppose Absolutely. I mean, um, Margate is a great example of a community club. You know, if you wanted to ever go down and film an episode from there, I'm sure you'd get some some incredible stories. I mean, Adam, the coach down at um, Margate, mm. um, it's Adam you spoke to, but you, you would never believe that Adam was like six or seven stone heavier um, than, than he is now. Um, and they do an amazing, you know, they do a lot of work for charity down there. They, I think they were recently um, took part in the Diabetes UK Step Challenge. I think they do stuff for local food banks and things. So, you know, way oh, beyond yeah. just the football and weight loss there, they're really engaged with, with the local community. And, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly well-travelled around the UK a lot of time from, <laughs> from going to football matches and stuff like that and obviously from, from this job. But there's a number of places that, when I looked at it, I never thought, oh, we'll have a Man v Fat League in, you know, Newport, or we'll have a Man v Fat League in Margate, or we'll have a, you know, there's, there's some yeah. places that I didn't even know existed, and now have a <laughs> Man v Fat football club of like a hundred guys playing Man v Fat football there week in week out. So yeah, it's um, it's it's a bit surreal at times when uh, when you go down to places and see that sort of traction there. But often it's because there's such a good community and, and a fantastic coach down there. You know, they're the centerpiece of of everything we do yeah i can well imagine yeah fascinating and that behavioral piece that you were speaking about so i work in uh, my background is hr so behavioral things is is really fascinating is there something then that you've linked and that you work on in terms of behavior yeah so i mean in terms of um i suppose the the stuff that makes guys tick i mean the firstly the brand so you know getting people to buy into what you're doing and and i remember when we first started out as i say my my background is very much public health so i'm used to having funded services um you know to help people stop smoking or children's weight management services or that type of thing so our, our first sort of angle when we started now Fat football was to go out and and reach out to funders um, and so many of them were saying, well, do you know what? We've really struggled to engage men on, on weight loss journeys before. And the idea of tying in football is brilliant. We can see this being a huge success. But we've got to be really careful as the NHS or as a council about using the word fat. So could you just call it sort of man v healthy weight football, please? <laughs> and we're like, I don't think it's got the same ring. I don't think if I see that on like... Facebook advert I'm gonna sign up to that do you know what I mean like yeah, and, it needs and to be snappy guys, doesn't it this is it guys buy into being part of the man v fat community they, they absolutely embrace it they're proud of it you know we've got coaches we've got members who will wear man v fat gear everywhere I mean I, there, was, there was a coach who I um I saw their anniversary photo they were taking their wife out the other day uh, for a meal and they were still in man v fat gear uh <laughs> like you know love that they want somebody to go What's this all about? And then they'll recruit them to sign up to their Bad Beef Fat Football League uh, oh, because amazing. they want to support as many guys as humanly possible. So I think I think the the name, the brand, the belonging, the community part is a big part. Um, the scoring system. So you know nobody wants to be the guy who who lets the team down, right? Mm. Um, and you know you don't want to be the one who's going over your start weight and, and giving an own goal. Um, you don't want to be the one who, if everybody else has lost weight that week and then they lose by one goal. And that was the goal that you could have achieved if you'd 
not gone for that food or you'd gone out for that walk or whatever it is mm. um the the sort of the peer support piece so that whole piece around do you know what i don't know how to fix this but actually i've got three or four friends here in my team who do because they've been there done it what what's worked for them and how do i sort of integrate that into my my daily life um so yeah and they're, they're all things and, and i think that purpose and that belonging as well you know giving guys a, so many guys do know how to make healthier lifestyle choices so you know not everyone is a nutritionist or a diet expert or a pt by any means but nine out of ten times people can look at a bowl of food and go do you know what maybe that's more than i need or can look at look outside and go do you know what even though it's raining i'm still going to go for that walk and 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 you know once you've got something on the line that pushes you over to do that or a bunch of friends who are, are willing to embrace it with you it, it, it yeah. makes a massive massive difference no absolutely i think yeah you've i think uh, the sort of concept you've got of that accountability is perfect you know i, I myself you know I, i've been trying to lose weight for a while and it's you've hit the nail on the head like do i really need that massive bowl of food do I need to have that McDonald's or, you know, whatever it may be, because it's ease and things like that. But having that accountability and that fallback, if you're with a group of group of, you know, randomness to begin with, that you never know and you all you all come together for that one common goal, it does force you to be like, Oh, I can't let them down. You know, especially if you get on well with them as well. You have that banter as it were with the lads and they're like, Oh, come on, mate, what are you doing? You can't have that. How come you put on a pound this week? And I, I can just imagine it. And we were sitting there sort of smirking because he knows I would be that person that lets him down. He'd be like, mate, come on, why have you not done yeah. that? <laughs> Eating eat your burger with your knife and fall because you tend oh, to do, which is bringing this up. Don't keep bringing it up. It was one time. Come on. <laughs> one time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, here at the Football Drop Podcast, we'd love to hear all your comments, feedback and funny stories. If you'd like us to share them on the pod, please email us at footballdroppodcast at hotmail.com. Thank you. I think the interesting thing on this is the, the <laughs> mental health side of things as well, is the improvement of the mental health. We've had a few guests on who have written different books and things like that and, and try to help, uh, sorry, look at football and how that improves mental health. And just by the nature of it being football and exercise, it's going to help do that as well as help people lose weight, which is amazing. Oh, I mean, the, the mental health side is, 
undoubtedly, undoubtedly huge. You know, I mean, you, you guys, I was talking earlier on about some of the sort of the sideline um, bits and pieces like stadium hoppers, for example, that I did. And, and a lot of that was actually because it, it gave me a buzz, right? I mean, it was it was something that, that makes you click. You're spending time with friends. You feel like you've got a, a purpose behind the brand, so to speak. Um, and it's exactly the same with, you know, pe- people are so proud of their club. You know, the Man v Pat Margate guys would, I'm sure, tell you, endlessly um all about their club and the things that that go on there because they have that social interaction they are a team they have that shared purpose um and you know physical activity in itself is is great for mental health so if you're combining that with a a like-minded community of supportive people it's not to say that people won't have their still their mental health struggles and i think you know it was um i don't know if you chaps have seen the the norwich uh, city video that came out this week which is a really really poignant piece and, and really encourages people to have that conversation with those around them whether they think that they're they're sort of quite closed or, or you know incredibly open and, and bubbly it's still worth checking in and, and a lot of the guys at Man B Fat feel like they've got 50, 60, 70 other people who they could reach out to if they needed to um, and I think you know that's 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 really really important you know we've, we've got to look out for each other in this world it's not always uh, it's not always a, a smiley happy place uh, nearly to, to quote REM and uh it is one of those things where guys have just got to look out for each other and and um yeah i think that that man is a great way of doing that as well absolutely and yeah i think it's you know i've I've said it a couple of times it's just that togetherness you know mental health as as will said it's a big part of well it seems to become a big part of this podcast over the last kind of year or so really just some of the guests we've had on talk about their stories their struggles and, and kind of what they've done about it but that link with football, right? It's such an incredible, incredibly powerful thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's kicking a ball. Like there's there's nothing special about it, but it is so special at the same time. And there's just so much you can do. So you know, th- initiatives like Man v Fats just it's mind blowing. Just hearing so much more about it. Ah, oh, thank you. No, I mean, as I say, I mean, I I love talking about it and I love sharing the guys guys' achievements and you know football is a is an international language right i mean i i always joke with my other half that i could pretty much get into a taxi anywhere in the world and as long as you've got a couple of words related to football you can have a a sparse conversation yeah. whether you can speak the language or not Absolutely. Uh, you know it, it's an icebreaker it's a it's a conversation opener um and you know you chaps will know just as well as i do that that when you're passionate about it whether that is you know the EFL, the Premier League, you know, your local the Sunday League team or your Man B Fat Football Club. Um, it's a way to connect with people. And, you know, that doesn't have to just be here in the UK as well. You know, you can jump on online forums and end up chatting to people from all sorts of, of incredible clubs as well. Um, you know, and I think that worldwide piece, I mean, Man B Fat, we certainly think that there's there's an opportunity to you go know, way beyond the UK shores. You know, football is a is a global game. Um, and obesity is a global problem. So, you know, that's one of the things that we're looking at at the moment is how we can support guys outside of the UK who want to play Miami Fat Football and potentially other sports in the future as well. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to ask, so what's the kind of the next stages then? So international branch out is the, the sort of next route, is it? Yeah, so international branch out. So we're, we're already um, looking at piloting um, some clubs potentially in North America next year. So we're really excited about that. 
Um, we're also looking at uh, a second sport here in the UK as well. We've been speaking to some club partners uh, about that sport as well. So, oh, yeah, so we're, we're taking some, some, some fairly big steps. We think that in terms of, um, you know, 150 clubs, our, our aim was always to try and get within 30 minutes of almost any man in the UK so that if somebody wanted to take up man fat football, they could. Um, I would say we're pretty close to that if you take out the areas of uh, natural beauty. Um, you know, you, oh, wow. you take out the national parks and you're not a million miles away. There's still a little bit of work to do, I think, in um, Scotland in particular. So we've got six clubs up there, but actually there's, there's probably a bit more we could do there. Um, Wales has an incredible... Um, incredible network of clubs you know our biggest man v fat football club in the uk is in swansea with 170 guys um playing man oh, v fat football every week so uh, yeah we want to the other thing we want to do we want to keep sort of um celebrating our community as well so this year we had our first ever uh, in-person man v fat awards which was brilliant um we had guys from all over the uk who were nominated um about 200 joined us in the national football museum um, for the award oh, ceremony, wow. we had um, Tom Davis was the um, was uh, Tom Davis the comedian and actor. He was our presenter. We love um, Tom Davis on this pod. <laughs> we literally saw him about three four weeks ago as well. <laughs> he did. So he is he is literally the nicest chap you can possibly imagine, and he told a story um, that that talked about and and this was something that sort of went viral on the back of um, Soccer Aid because he was um, playing in Soccer Aid. Yeah, he he. At the time, he was carrying a, a bit of weight, um, and he's gone on a real sort of fitness journey now, and he's he's looking sort of top drawing. He's a massive man as well. I remember standing next to him while we were presenting, and literally, I mean, he was sort of six foot four, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm six foot, and I still felt like <laughs> very much like that. Uh, but yeah, and he was he was an, he was a nice chap, obviously a massive West Ham fan. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he basically at, at soccer aid he when he was was playing he came off the field and he found that um the commentator i think it was clive tilsley um had basically like fat shamed him whilst he was playing like mocked him and and talked about his body shape and all of that type of thing and it was going it was kicking off viral on twitter and obviously he's just picked up his phone he's just going through with a complete mix of emotions yeah um and I, I believe um and, and i want to say it is definitely i I'll have to check it's Clive Tilsley here because I don't want to slate a commentator. That hasn't been <laughs> right, Richard, we don't spout that many facts on this pod. Yeah, and I don't think he got asked back to, to, to do Soccer Aid again because of because of that. And obviously, the you know, the wow. positivity of Soccer Aid is designed to to sort of dispel and then for, for or, or not dispel, but to, to share. Mm. um yeah. and uh yeah for, for that to then come out so yeah really really nice chat but we've, we've been blessed actually with some real characters from the football world getting involved um we have our amazing losers game every year so the guys who pretty much the the sort of 35 40 guys who lose the most body weight in the uk percentage wise mm. um we invite along to be in a special amazing losers game and we hire out a stadium, so we've had Northampton Town and we've had um, the Bet365 Stoke City Stadium. Um, oh, and we basically get the guys to come along. We put them into two teams, usually a north-south type of thing. Uh, we get their weight loss um, printed on as their shirt number. Oh, and fantastic. then their name on the shirt with a special Man Fat kit. Um, so this year we had all the sort of the pies and knives and forks all over the kits. They were, they were wicked. 
um, from our friends at Hope and Glory who do our, our kit sponsors and and, um, and they can make sort of bespoke kits for Man V Fat teams. Uh, we'll have to go on to the team names in a minute, actually, because there's some incredible ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but, but, um, and we get in basically professional um, ex-pros or managers to come in and manage the guys to give them this football experience. So, um, you know, some of the guys played in front of their friends and family at the Bet365 Stadium this year. And this year we had uh, Jim Magilton, the ex-Ipswich um, um, central midfielder. And... Yeah. Um, managing a team over in Ireland at the moment and we had um, Peter Taylor who um, was the England manager oh, wow. who gave David Beckham the England captaincy for the first time um, we've had Ian Holloway involved as well and Ian is I mean he's hilarious the man is the man is an absolute gem is he um, way he seems on TV and in his interviews he is, he is, he is even more fun <laughs> I'm going to say he is hilarious um, we, we visited our club of the year um, as a surprise with Ian uh, on awards night uh, when we did it um, online um, so okay. it was in that sort of weird time where there was a lot of stuff that you, you were allowed to go out and about but still there was sort of restrictions on, on things and we um, we basically streamed the awards and then we turned up to um, a few of the guys who were watching uh, on an online stream and uh, they pulled up the dance that Ian did in oh. uh, I think it was the Old Trafford dressing room with um uh, Zaha, oh god! Um, when they when they won in the FA Cup, and Ian just started doing it in front of him. He's like, "You don't need that on YouTube." He started dancing in the middle of the race. He's like, it's honestly, the man is an absolute ledge." Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, we want to try and do more with Ian in, in future because yeah, he's just so fun to have. What a guy! What a guy! Um, so Please get in contact with him. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hit us up, please, Richard. That'd be amazing. <laughs> So these team names, then I'm intrigued. Yeah. So do you know what? So part of part of um, Man V Fat is that guys can can pick their own team name, so to speak. And you know, we we have a lot of um, creative team namers out there. I would say. I've seen a um, few. They're brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Porky Blinders. Uh, you've got Ob City is uh, is always a favourite. Um, it's the it's the geographical place name ones that get me. So we've got like in um, in Leighton, the postcode is E10, and uh, so the guys are E10 less FC. Uh, <laughs> That's got, uh, I love that one. So good, right? And oh, uh, there's a Manchester Manchester one. Uh, there's like a, a central Manchester team that are called like uh, the 28 Stone Roses. Um, just yeah, they're just brilliant, you know. Uh, ham saladice—that's always a favourite. Ham saladice. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, They—they're worth checking out. You can literally go on like Man V Fat Football and then search a league, and then you can bring the league up, and all the team names are out there. But yeah, the Balotelli bees uh, they are always good. Um, <laughs> there was Olympic uh, mayonnaise earlier that I saw fantastic <laughs> always a favorite yeah and and what i don't understand i mean we've got 150 leagues up and down the uk so you you're probably looking at like six seven hundred teams individually and then every three seasons we mix up the team so often they'll do a new name and yet still somehow you will find a new team name uh in there which just you know you're just like how's nobody come up with this before um but yeah there's some there's some crackers out there if you got a chance to have a little look 
yeah, I know what I'm doing this evening then. Like the other half's over, I'm like, hang on, I've got to look at team names. <laughs> Just <laughs> <go for it. laughs> Reset podcast, I swear. Yeah, yeah, it's re- yeah, that's it, reset. That's what we normally say, it will, when we're down the pub. <laughs> we do, we're just researching. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing. Um, I'm just trying to think of uh, what else to say. So how do people get involved then exactly? How do they find their local club, just for the listeners out there that obviously they're going to listen to this, they're going to love the idea of it. If there's any chaps that are uh, thinking, yeah, I, I need a way to to lose some weight, shed her, shed a few pounds and, and get involved. So what do they need to do? Yep. So any any guy who is basically uh, aged over 18 has a BMI of over 27.5, um, which is basically two thirds of the male population in the UK. So if you're not sure, uh, the odds are in your favour. Uh, you, you um, effectively, um, you can just literally pop onto your favourite search engine, put man be fat, find a club in there, and that will take you to the club finder. Um, if you put in your postcode or your location, then it will basically bring up all the clubs within, I think it's about 20 miles of you. Um, we've got clubs running almost every night of the week. So if you know you work a Wednesday night, for example, but you're free on Fridays, then that's probably the club for you. Um, you quite literally pop on there, you register, um, and uh, I think it's £10 still to register. You register there as a player. And then effectively you can join up to any club as long as there's a space. Um, a small number of clubs are on waiting lists at the moment, but generally speaking, we get guys in um, within a month if there is a, a waiting list on there. Because obviously some guys um, have injuries or want to move on and want to play mainstream football and all that type of thing. So spaces do, yeah. do pop up. Um, once they're registered for that club, effectively the coach will give them a call usually within uh, a couple of days and say, yep, we've got a space for you. Come and join the Olympic mayonnaise team. Um, and from there on, uh, you, the, the, the subs effectively are uh, typically £31 a month or £33 a month um, in London. So it's in line with most sort of weight loss slimming style clubs. But obviously you're getting half an hour of football for that as well. So uh, if you're comparing it to a, a normal sort of five-a-side, six-a-side league and that's all you want to do is play football, um, then it probably isn't the club for you. But if you're mm. motivated to, to go out, lose weight, meet some new people... Um, and play some football, then Manby Fat is absolutely for you. Perfect, fantastic. That sounds great. I might look into that myself, you know. I just checked my BMI. I was like, do I fit? Unfortunately, yeah, I do. So probably something <laughs> I need to look into. Where, where would be your nearest club, Will? Is it Margate? It would be... Um, I'd have thought so, yeah. There might be something a bit more local in Canterbury, but probably Margate, yeah. I think there is a club in Canterbury as well, I think. Um so we had an amazing, amazing chap actually from from down that way who who I think lost sort of four or five stone. I think he went on to be the Canterbury coach or, or an assistant coach very nearby anyway. So wow. um, yeah, may well be. But yeah, have a little have a little look. It's so difficult. We've got 150 of them. It's like I can't remember which ones. Yeah. <laughs> like <an> encyclopedia. <laughs> Let's say we're just yeah. like, what about this one? Come on, Richard. What about this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christmas team speed round quiz now. <laughs> Oh, amazing! Amazing. So, no. just to just to dive off into the Premier League, then who who do you firstly think will win the Premiership, and then if you can give us your top four, and then who do you think will go down? Okay, so uh, it hurts me to say it, but I think City are still going to win the Premier League. Uh, if I were to say Arsenal, I'd just be jinxing myself. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stick with City. 
Um, do you know, I, I actually, with a with a, a colleague of mine, I had a bet on uh, that Brighton aren't going to finish in the top four. And I'm, I'm sticking with that, but he's adamant that Brighton are going to make the top four this year, which would be an incredible story, right? It would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That would that would be fantastic, but um, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to do it. No, um, I think I agree with you, especially with European football on the cards as well, and they're going to be going for the the domestic cups as well, no doubt. So yeah, yeah it's going to be tight. I mean, the question is as well, who's going to come in in January and poach some of their players? Because I mean, it's a fairly uh, regular occurrence for them, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, they they know how to recruit. Yeah, um, we, we was literally saying this last week. They just pluck these players from God knows where. They could be like playing for Guernsey or something, and they'll be like, "Yeah, they could fit the mould." And all of a sudden, they're a Premier League star in twelve, eighteen months' time. I just don't know how I mean, they do it. They're partners with Football Manager, right? So I mean, that's uh, says that's, it all. That's hard, says it all. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I think I think it will be City top, Arsenal second. I can't see United or Chelsea making it this year. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm not... I'd, a lot of people will will name me for this one, but I'm not feeling Liverpool either. I, okay. I just, oh, really? I don't rate them this season. No, I don't rate them this season. And they've and think clocked off the plot. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's going to happen. Um... So new, I think Newcastle might sneak the fourth place. Yeah, who's third though? Probably Spurs. Oh, don't say it! Don't say yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, again, it's, it's a self-confessed pro- prophecy that they'll almost certainly mess it up. Um, so you know, but again, like Ange, the the manager in there now, like doing big things. I don't like Tottenham, but I have to say. I like him. I think he's got a good vibe to him. I think he comes yeah. across as a good guy. Um, and I think it's interesting that, you know, obviously they've got rid of Kane and the team's starting to come together and you'd have never, ever... And, and it's not even that great a squad either. I mean, there's not a lot of players that are going to get poached from there. So you'd, you'd almost think they're all going to stay together. Mm. Um, just being, Is Son still out of contract at the end of the season? No, I think right. he signed a new deal, I think, didn't he? He signed a new deal, has he? Yeah, okay. I'm sure so he that... signed a two or three year deal. Don't quote okay. me on it. I mean, we normally spit loads of facts on this pod, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm sure he signed a new deal because of Ange coming in and sort of reassuring him this is what it's going to be, making him captain and stuff. I think that was part of the deal. And ultimately, what does a deal mean, right? I mean, admittedly, uh, Mr. Levy is likely, some, is likely someone who's going to hold you to it, but nine out of Absolutely, ten times. Yeah there's a way out of that based on cash so you take the short term hit of well not the short term hit the short term benefit of uh, of getting the wage increase and ultimately if you if you want to go on strike you'll go on strike still which to me is is not 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 cool not cool no but, it's not uh, the way to go it's not the way to go no i mean admittedly it's how we got trossard so Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the way to go. However, if it plays in your favour, it's a different story. Yeah, yeah, different when he's <laughs> on the other occasion, I can overlook it. Uh, <laughs> absolutely shamefully. Um, <laughs> and who's yeah. your bottom three then? Who's your relegation candidates? I, I think there's every chance that it will be the same three that came up. Um, mm. I think that is 
is it I mean is it Bournemouth year they've made some interesting changes there um, it could be Bournemouth year I think Everton will have enough about them but again they're a team who's I mean they, they had a, a big win I think a few weeks ago against a side that you'd have never I can't remember who it was but who you'd have never backed them against um, was it Brentford was it 3-0 yeah, yeah, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, and everyone's they like, whoa, how did, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah, they seem they seem to be on the up. Um, whatever you think of Sean Dye, she is a man to keep you in a league. Um, he is. Will knows that very well. He's a big fan that. of Sean Dyche and the Premier League manager. <laughs> it's been an ongoing joke for about a year now, saying that Sean Dyche is a Premier League level and Will just disagrees completely. <laughs> nah, I, I think it's like... I think that depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um, he's a manager who will do a job, but is he going to take you to the next level? I don't know if he's ever had like. A, has he ever had a top even top ten finish? I don't know. No. I think what? he did with Burnley, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I think, think Burnley might have come ten or something like that. They did, but yeah, it's not yeah. the it's not the most attractive football though, is it? No, no, and I mean, I mean, it depends. I mean, it's. Lies, damned lies, and statistics, right? I mean, uh, Sam Allardyce is the only England manager with a hundred percent win record. 100%, so, exactly. yeah, it's how you frame it. That. Exactly. You can always manipulate any stat that you want to make it look good, <laughs> make it look positive. <laughs> so, you reckon Burnley, Sheffield, and, and Luton are going straight back down? Yeah, I think if I had to chuck one more in, I would. I would probably save Burnley, and and it would be Bournemouth. Uh, but it's going to be three of those four, I think, with Everton surviving by the skin of their teeth. What order do you think they'll be as well? Sorry, we ask every guest this. No, so no. Not, we're not just grilling you. <laughs> it was, you know, it was interesting because uh, I was listening to something the other week where a lot of people were trying to get odds on um, um, Luton to go down with no points. Um, yeah, this was, this was and, and I think it was that day, actually, that they got their first win. Typical. Um, <laughs> that's point on ironically, but uh, yeah, I think they probably will be 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 bottom. I think then it will be Sheffield United. I mean, that drumming that Sheffield United took the other day was yeah, that was heavy against Newcastle. Big one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and I and I don't think I can. I mean, yeah, I don't think I can name a Sheffield United player at the moment. I'm trying to think of who who is who is it that makes them tick. Who are the, who's yeah. their go to? Um, yeah, I yeah. can't either. Now you said that, yeah. No. No, I would have said so, Billy Sharp, but I think he left last season, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He go out and play America, but he's somewhere else. Confused. But yeah, I mean, and, and he, yeah, and he's he's never done it at Premier League level, has he? So, no, I think yeah. he last season, didn't he? Never in a lot of time. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look now. I'm gonna have to <laughs> try and have a look who's in that Sheffield United squad. People will be shouting at shouting shouting yeah, at every- the 100% every Sheffield United listener is absolutely scathing us right now like, come on <laughs> yeah. man be fat players in Sheffield now uh, <laughs> who might be able to join the Sheffield United squad you never know uh, <laughs> you never know especially the way they're playing yeah you really never know yeah, absolutely dire but yeah I think that's the I think that's the way it'll unfold I think I mean West Ham are looking good aren't they Seven. certainly are yeah, I think they're a bit of a surprise this season. I thought West Ham would struggle. A lot of Hammers wanted him out, didn't they? A lot of Hammers wanted him out last season. Um, mm. And it was only in that European Cup that's, that saved me. But, I mean, I like him. I like Moyes a lot. And I think, um, 
yeah, I think he does good things there on on a okay budget. It's not a bad budget. It's not a good budget. You know, yeah. they've, they've no. things well, but they've got high expectations, and they have as fans typically. Yeah, um, which I don't understand where that comes from. They want to go back to the years of Michael Carrick and Joe Cole and. Uh, yeah, Glenn Johnson and Paolo Di Canio, and I mean, don't don't get me started on retro retro nineties <laughs> football. But that was you know, that that was the squad, wasn't it? That under Harry Redman, a few others yeah. in there as well. It was the era as well, wasn't it? The era of football was that uh, that mid sort of nineties, late nineties, I think. Um, Ludo McCloskey, the goalie from Moscow, they had him. He was he was a fan favourite. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, anything else you wanted to add at all? Um, I just wanted to ask how how uh, Colchester do. How are they going to be doing? What's going on with them? I know you said about the five nil drubbing, but what's it's, your predictions it, for them? Well, you know what? So we had Ben Garner come in tail end of last season, um, and and he's been taking us through previously at Swindon, previously at Charlton. Um, Colchester's an interesting one. We've got a. I would say very stuck in his ways, maybe chairman. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the story that came out last year. So when we were teetering on on the sort of the relegation battle, so to speak, it was looking at a high possibility that we could have been going into non-league. Um, a few of the fans sort of stayed afterwards and, and heckled him a bit. And, uh, and one of them was like, get out of our club, get out of our club. And he, uh, he turned around to somebody said, well, strictly speaking, it's not your club, it's my club. Um, and that, Fair point. He's not wrong. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong, but it's not going to be one that's going to win you the hearts and minds of fans. No. Um, and he's, you know, he, he comes out and he talks quite a lot about, you know, getting the club in a better position with, you know, building out the academy. Uh, the the training ground used to be called the Talent Factory. I think they've, I think they've scrapped that. Um, but um, He's undoubtedly, as do almost all lower league chairmen, invested a lot of money in the club. There's no, you know, there's no way around that, and I don't think any Colchester fan would ever say that we feel like there's any sort of financial insecurity by having him there. Um, I believe the year that he took the club over was the year that we were in our highest position ever. We we just missed out on the playoffs to go into the prem. I mean, it was it was an insane time. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I, I remember. I think we finished something like ninth in the championship that year, um, having come up the year before, and then then we went down, then we went down again, and then it looks like at some point in the potential sort of future we're gonna we're gonna go down again. Mm, um, although I don't want to say it. Um, I think we are the club who has had the longest time in the EFL without a promotion. I think that's sort of 16, 17 years. Um, the, the squad is not a bad squad. You know, I mean, we've got sort of um, John Akinde up top, who's uh, getting to the end of his, his useful life years. He's like a, a slightly lesser Akin Fenwa. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a good man to lead the line. We've got... Um, Joe Taylor on loan from Luton. He was one of the guys who scored one of the penalties that took them up from from the championship. Um, we had Longstaff. Was it Longstaff on loan? The the lesser Longstaff brother. Um, lesser. Is, that Sean, is it Sean or Matty? 
I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but lesser in terms of Premier League appearances. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we've, we've got some good good players there, players who have come through the academy who look like they could be really good prospects as well. Um, and, and Ghana's trying to play like almost every club in the Premier League is trying to play now. You know, they're trying to play out from the back, but I'm just not sure we've got the personnel to do it. Mm. Um or, well, we've got the person to do it, but doing it successfully is a very different thing, seemingly. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we brought a guy in um, centre midfield who was playing Belgian Premier League last year, and for some reason nobody in the Championship would, would touch him because they didn't rate the Belgian Premier League. But actually, you know, it's it's a great standard. Um, and, you know, he's he's taken a one-year deal to try and prove himself. Um, Amazing. In the, there's a number of good players in there, but yeah, some something isn't working yet. Um, we'll see. I think it would be the other problem with our chairman is is that he's had a in sort of the 10, 15 years that he's been there. I think he's only actually appointed in the last seven or eight years an external manager, maybe once. So Ben Garner is certainly the first one for a very long time. Normally, he would promote somebody who's doing our youth setup or our academy because that's sort of his. He's, he's very much his belief, but mm. I think he was burnt from the days of, um, oh God, Paul Lambert, when uh, we we in the championship we smashed Norwich. Smashed Norwich, yeah, and then he he left and went to Norwich that same week, wasn't it? That's exactly right, yeah. So um, and released two of our best players in the in the mix as well. Johnny Jackson and Dean Hammond were both at the club at that time, both really good centre midfielders. Um, and yeah, re- released them both and then left. It was it was quite upsetting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's a bit of a yeah. bitter taste, isn't it? For sure. Yeah, mm. he's never a welcome man uh, in culture. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, he's burnt his bridges in Ipswich now as well. So uh, yeah, wasn't he before McKenna? I think, or, or yeah, he was there before McKenna. So um, yeah, he's not overly, and, and I think he he didn't do that great at Norwich in the end. So um, no. yeah. He, he just won't come to East Anglia anymore, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, as I say, I, I would, I think it would be a shame to change the manager at this stage because I think he's got the right ideas and I think maybe get him through the January transfer window and see. But if you're in that bottom two, it's a very, very dangerous place to be. Um, and the conference, obviously, now um, is very difficult to get out of I think there's a couple of clubs that have been there I mean Chesterfield I remember them playing I think championship type level 15-20 years ago and this is their first foray there where they might actually come back into the football league mm. so um, yes, yeah and for some league. clubs yeah oh and for some clubs it's the end I mean for some clubs they go down and you never see them again you know they're they're lost or or, um, or, or just give up so yeah uh, avoiding that but I mean as a football fan is just avoiding League 2 relegation particularly exciting <laughs> not really <laughs> you got the Arsenal side to keep you interested as well I, I know, I know, I know it's a balancing I know it's act supporting two sides but um, they're so they're so far apart from each other that, yeah, that, it's, it's uh, fine we'll let you off don't worry you get a free pass on this one <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, Richard, thank you for, for coming on. Um, listeners, we will give you all the links to Man V Fat so you can go and join, um, sign up, find out a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, just want to say a massive thank you for, for coming on today. Um, and listeners, if you, you wanted any more information, 
I'm sure you will find everything on the website. Um, but yeah, a massive thank you from us. And thank we'll you, speak to you guys soon. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please give us five star on your podcast provider, whatever one that may be, and help us hashtag drop the pod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.